0: This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, and I am the host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. And we're glad you're here. We've got a great episode today with Jason Barnaby and Alexandra Perry. And the topic is using a tribe that you've built intentionally to ensure that you can get really valuable feedback. We also cover things like the difference between feedback and affirmation communication within organizations, this episode is rich. Enjoy. Hi, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian with the Badass Women's Council podcast. And today I have with me two of my tribe members and one of those is actually a member of the Badass Women's Council. So ladies first, me. we'll start with you. <laughs> it's me. I have Alex Perry, who is an, a coach and teaches classes on executive presence. Tell everyone about your business and what you do.
1: Sure. So I, Practically Speaking is my business, and I help uh, professionals and speakers with executive presence, storytelling, and public speaking. So you, uh, my typical people are executives in the C-suite who are looking to hone their presence, hone their message, or hone their story. And then I also work with speakers on message delivery, public speaking skills, and all things presence as well.
0: So quickly, before we introduce Jason, what I love about this conversation about tribes is now we're officially hooked up as the Badass Women's Council, but we met each other years ago sitting watching little girls do gymnastics.
1: That's so true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I can remember Rebecca would always be in with her run. Like she would go run while Auburn was doing gymnastics. And yeah, so Auburn's we would- my
0: daughter. And, she, and, and They and Alex's daughter had gymnastics together. And so trying to be the efficient person that I thought I was badass, Badass. I I would say (laughs) I would drop her off, go for my run and then come running in there, stinking to high heaven. So I'm glad we're still friends after that, actually. That's good.
1: You know, badass women are accepting of women in all their forms. This is
0: going to be an interesting <laughs> podcast because we've all known each other a long time. So we also have today Jason Barnaby, who Jason has been on the podcast before. And Jason, tell us a little bit about your Firestarter business.
2: So, uh... Tribe leader and chief fire starter for Firestarters Incorporated is a business that walks alongside people on their journey to find their fire, fan their flame and tend their tribe.
0: And this idea of tribe has been a theme that we've been talking about because really it is the entire reason that the Badass Women's Council came together. As I've mentioned in prior sessions, When I launched off on my own as an entrepreneur, I knew I needed people that were doing the things that I wanted to be doing, and I wanted to be intentional about who I brought in as my tribe. And as that's happened, and and Jason, you do a great job of teaching about the various members of the tribe, and I'll I'll link back in the show notes where you go through the seven seven, uh, tribe members that you need being very intentional about it. And the reason we're talking today, the three of us, is because we want to talk about what are the kinds of conversations you have with your tribe members. So the opportunity to be vulnerable, to share each other's stories, to be able to support each other, not just in saying high five, that was great, but support each other in practical ways. And sometimes that involves giving each other feedback. And so we've had an interesting conversation today about what that, should and could look like, and sometimes it goes really well, <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't.
2: Sometimes so, it's a train wreck. So,
0: so let's start with Tears. that. Let's start with that. So you two actually met a long time ago, and right. feedback was a part of your original meeting. Share that, share that story.
2: Yeah, so I'll start because I, w- I was the one that reached out to Alex. Um, so I reached out to Alex on LinkedIn. I don't remember who it was that we were connected to.
1: I bet you anything. It was Rebecca.
2: It, that's, I bet you it was Rebecca. All great that's, things bet that's, back we, to Rebecca. I bet if we looked
1: back. It, I bet it was, <laughs> I bet it, I bet Rebecca was the That's guy.
2: probably because re, Rebecca in the tribal inventory would be a connector. So, yeah. so that's probably true. But I remember reaching out to you and saying, Hey, I think what you, your description, your profile sounded really interesting. I love to speak. So I'm always looking for people who will push me further. And we met for coffee at Starbucks
1: Yay. Right,
2: yeah. and um, I think I don't remember. I just remember, like, I think that was when the like the spark was really starting in the fire starters thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really starting to see that I wanted to get out of corporate America. You were incredibly gracious and in just being. I remember that sitting there. You're like, you should really, you know, go do this thing. And then that's when I asked you for some feedback. <laughs> On my video that I had done, I did a five minute Sparks talk. And so I sent that video to you and I said, will you please give me some feedback? And to this day, Alex and I, every time we talk about this, uh, we have a bit of a, I don't know if it's a misunderstanding or how we want to say that, but. um,
1: I I just was more bold in that feedback. First of all, it was given to you written. So I I put it in a LinkedIn message of all places. It was a,
2: it was quite I still have it. It it was it was several it's gonna live scr- on forever. it was several screens long it on my phone. It was several screens
1: <laughs> long. Uh, and I remember thinking, well, he asked for feedback. So, right. here you go. And I I think the thing and you guys probably know this, like you've taught and you've worked with executives when you see stuff, it's hard not to see it. And then the ability to judge and how much do you give at any given point can be really hard. But I, I gave all of it
2: to you. But, he, but so, so here's the thing. And you've been, and, and you've and been I a, feel guilty. No. Still.
1: Well, I mean, I've been forgiven. He has right. blessed me and forgiven me, but,
2: but, but here's, here's the thing. I really believe that the re that that feedback that you gave me is the reason that I would consider you not only a member of my tribe, because there's another like another level. We actually didn't talk about that on the on the podcast, but I would say the badass women's council is very much like that. I call it my tribal council. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who are in my tribe who I will go to, but the two of you, definitely people on my tribal council, I will trust you with things like, what do you think about this? Is this a terrible idea? Tell me if it sucks. Tell me like what do I need to do different?
0: Well, and let's break that down. So you reached out to Alex. Because of her profession and her expertise, right. so it wasn't like you went to the guy you run with in the morning and say, "Hey, I want you to watch my LinkedIn video and tell me what you like or don't like about it." You went looking for professional feedback, right? Intentionally, absolutely, yes.
2: And that's there. It is. Oh my gosh! I just eighty-five thousand words.
1: I just it up words. I, just pulled I it love up. words. See if look on there and see if it says how we met. Does it say anything about, I bet you anything it was Rebecca.
0: <laughs> I'll just take credit for it. I I, it's an, I it's do, an amazing match made thanks in heaven. Reaching
2: out. Out.
1: Rebecca Hessian.
2: And <laughs> I called you Alexandra, which I just oh. learned right before we started that only her mom and dad and like some aunt or something. My brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> do that.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> so isn't that fascinating? I think it's fascinating how... How connected we all were in some capacity from right. the from the get go. Well,
2: how about the, the fact that that was January of 2017? It feels like it's been way longer than that.
0: Yes. Okay, you guys know this is a podcast. Yeah. So, sorry. So you're oh, reminiscing. <laughs> your phone is not interesting to anybody <laughs> who's driving to work right now. But it but is. Inter- I, but it, it very- is interesting
2: the back and forth. So yes, I asked for that. I I've I and you're apologizing for the the feedback that you gave me. But I was I read that because I want I right. want to get better. I want to, I want, I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to be in my comfort zone. And I think like what we're talking about with this whole idea of being vulnerable with your tribe Mm -hmm. and them giving you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And Rebecca, you brought up something that I Mm. thought was really interesting. Um, You haven't done it to me, but I think you and Alex had that conversation when somebody asked you for feedback.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I've learned to be intentional because I do want feedback sometimes and sometimes in, which is specific to what you got from Alex, it was feedback about the talk, about what you could do differently in your next talk. Sometimes I'm feeling vulnerable and I want affirmation. And there's a difference between feedback and affirmation. If you want feedback, or I'm sorry, if you want affirmation, if you just need somebody to say it's okay, it's it's getting better, encouraging kind of comments and you get specific feedback, it can be crushing. And so rather than leave that to chance, and hope I get what I need when I need it, I just ask for it, especially with my tribe members. Right. I say, you know what? Today, I just need some affirmation. I don't have the emotional bandwidth for real feedback. Like, yes. just tell me a couple of things that were good.
1: <laughs> tell me this is a good idea, even if you know in your heart of hearts is a terrible idea. Well, I, I might even know that it's a terrible idea, but right now, I need you to be 100% on board with me that this is going to fly. So,
0: and sometimes it's that <laughs> totally. just for a chance to joke about it, to say I'm in my dark place and and, and, and let's just joke about this idea. But sometimes it really is just saying i know there's things that i can do to get better but i'm not in that space right now give me a couple things that you think i'm doing well that i can build on right and so it's the the balance of that is sometimes it's i'm building on the good and sometimes i'm fixing those things that aren't so good but i i'm i try to be more intentional about asking for what i need when i need it
1: yes sometimes i don't use that wording though sometimes <laughs> i've i've leaned on jason a couple times where i'm like i'm having a girly moment <laughs> I'm having a complete girl moment. I'm feeling ridiculously insecure and I don't want to grown up anymore. And he, and what's and great about Jason is like, yeah, And we all know what that means. Totally, We know exactly totally. what that means. And Jason's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I mean, and not trying to fix it either. I right. think that that's a really important piece of, of, uh, what do you call it? Affirmation versus feedback mm-hmm. is yeah. you, it, with feedback. There's a fixing element to right. it. And affirmation is not at all. There's no fixing,
2: but there's def, I think there's definitely this thing with your tribe. And, and that to me is how, you know, you have the right tribe is when you can be like super, super real. Mm-hmm. And I loved what both of you said before we started this, you each show a different picture when you start your mm-hmm. talks, Alex, what was yours?
1: Me and my high school cap and gown, smoking a cigarette. And showing off a vast amount of my leg, like I mean, like all the way. It doesn't even look like I have a dress on. It's underneath I didn't the cap know that and gown. Part, yes. Again, it <laughs> might be good that it is um, audio today rather than. No.
2: But, but and you can. What, find, and what was yours? And,
0: and mine is a picture of the trailer mobile home that I grew up in on an acre of land in my on my grandfather's farm, which was a very loving wonderful place but it is not anything grand or fabulous as homes go today
2: and keeping it real keeping like it real. this is this is me and i think like the the true essence of a tribe is that that like they accept the trailer park they accept the the smoking person and the, you know like and everything in between when you are at your absolute best and at your absolute worst
0: and I can remember we three had a meeting at a Starbucks. We we tend to spend a lot of we time like there. Starbucks. We like yeah, Starbucks. coffee in, in, in general. Attitude. And we were we were leaving the meeting and Jason and I were parked near each other and I just looked at you and I said I'm feeling very vulnerable today. Like I'm actually replaying in my head a few things that I said in that meeting and feeling weird about it. And he and you looked at me like well that's weird because I didn't pick up on that at all but and but, dumb i, I think you no. did tell me i was dumb but what i love <laughs> <He> said dumb <laughs> i, I love that i could just say that to you yeah. and it, there was no judgment about it it was just let me process this out loud because the old me prior to having a good solid tribe mm-hmm. would have gotten in my car and i would have fed that feeling mm, and i yes. would have churned it 100%. until i didn't sleep for two days about something that was dumb that was dumb nothing right and be able to just say it out loud to you and you'd be like, nope, that didn't happen. So again, I like to use the phrase, I say again from a previous podcast that, that we've done, but I like to use the phrase, not all beliefs are truths. And I mm. believe that I had said something that might've been hurtful or inappropriate and it wasn't a truth. And I was able to test that out in the moment, let it go and not carry it around with me for a day or two. That's big. That's huge. That's ma- that's mature growth that I've been working on this past year.
2: Well done.
0: Well done. Thank well you. Well done, that yeah. was affirmation.
1: Yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> Would you like some <laughs> feedback now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have any, but I could, I could probably, apparently I can turn it out if necessary.
2: Multiple <laughs> screens. Paragraphs. Multiple screens. Multiple screens. Multiple
1: screens of In feedback. paragraphs.
0: <laughs> so Jason, you have an inventory that you do for, building a tribe intentionally yeah. and it has different components. And I'll put those in the show notes as well, but there are seven distinct types of tribe members. Yep. Go through that list for us quickly.
2: So um, if I can remember them, cause I don't have my phone pulled up, but um, so you have connector, catalyst, listener, Dream. devil's advocate, dreamer, organizer, and I'm missing the, expert. an expert.
1: So ooh, ooh, who are we?
0: That's what I was just going <laughs> to say. So you reached out to Alex because she was an expert Absolutely. in speaking. Yep. I was the connector that connected yes. you two. And Jason and I both are very much in the dreaming category. Yep. And Alex, you are, I feel like I'm going to test this out, um, organizer and sometimes devil's advocate. But you ask permission to be the devil's advocate.
2: Devil's advocate being the person that's like you, like if somebody brings an idea to you, you're looking at it from all the different angles and asking the questions that because somebody might be more dreamy, mm-hmm. don't see the don't see the thousand foot cliff they're about to step off of. And you're the person that says, hey, do you see that cliff there? You might want to back it up. Come back to me. Back it up, back it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh uh, we just took an old school for a <laughs> second
0: it's <laughs> fine but does that feel does that feel accurate to you when i say that the organizer
1: yes absolutely the organizer and i can most assuredly play the role of the devil's advocate i I will ask permission, though. Yes. I don't like to crush people. That's not, that's generally never the goal. Because you were aware <laughs> that you and you. Have, <laughs> generally. There are generally, some times when that's occasionally absolutely I gotta take Barnaby Good to have out. goals. Occasionally, <laughs> <laughs> just got to put him in his place. And you now
0: have more dreamers in your tribe than so I bet you had in the past. Yes. And so you start to see when Jason and I get that twinkle in our eye about a new idea, and you're like, ooh, this is not the time to be devil's advocate for them, too, because they're dreaming today.
1: They're having fun. So tempted <laughs> to
2: start busting out. You may say I'm a dreamer. See, I just did it. Do it. Go. Do it. You Sing. may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm <laughs> not the only one.
0: Who <laughs> oh, I'm never going to get more listeners if we keep going with my voice, so we'll just let Jason do a solo <laughs> after that. But this idea of intentionality about tribes is so important today. We've we've come out of a, about a decade of being so independent in our thinking Mm -hmm. where everyone just wanted to own their space and go after your dreams and all the messaging felt very solo Mm -hmm. performance and there is no such thing as a solo performance right so even the person up front has all the people behind the scenes and all the people that have gotten them there and so now moving to this term tribe which is a great hashtag and we all use it tribe Tribe on." on and i just want to break down more about being a tribe isn't just we show up for for a drink after the event and toast each other and how great we are. Being a tribe means to be intentional about it, to look for feedback, to look for the kind of people that you need and want that makes you better and your business better. Do you have other situations? This I love the one about they keep bringing up the, the LinkedIn feedback that was a couple paragraphs, but it was very intentional. It was done for the right reasons. Do you have other... Experiences in, in now that you each have tribes
2: mm-hmm.
0: about feedback and what you're going to, and maybe not just feedback, but what you're going to them for intentionally.
1: So I know specifically that I have a tribe member that I go to because, without a doubt, she will tell me the hard things that I need to hear, mm-hmm. and she does it with love. And so, not even I—I I mean, I guess that's feedback. But it's also maybe she's the devil's advocate. She's the dream, like the the dream readjuster.
2: Oh, that's a better phrase. <laughs> Not than the dream crusher. crusher.
1: Right. <laughs> she will help you align that's a meme that. For
0: sure. um, yeah, I, and that's and I love that you said. And does it with love. Because does it with the, love. The thing I so value about the tribe that I have now. Actually I actually have a couple of tribes. The tribe that I have now, especially around my business, is. I've invested so intentionally in each one of them that I know what their purpose and their why and their dreams are, and they know mine. Mm-hmm. So I know if I'm getting feedback that I don't want to hear, it is it is completely out of love for them wanting to see me realize all of my dreams and potential. I know that's the, the case. That's yes. huge.
2: Yeah. And think about how when you can frame feedback in that way that you know that they know your why, they know your heart, they know your goals. And so you. there's so much less room for misinterpretation mm-hmm. or so much, uh, so much less room for hurt feelings or to stay in your head and just deal with all the head trash that's there because you can go back, going back to that thing you said about beliefs and truths and know that this truth is they said this to me because they know me and that's true and they love me. And the reason they said this to me is because they want me to succeed. And they don't want me to go up in front of a group of people and put something out there that isn't gonna work. They don't if wanna they see me make a fool of. out of myself, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And hmm you And know, I think back to the late, great Dr. Stephen R. Covey who changed everything I felt about feedback. I was probably, I don't know, late 20s when I read this. But I had grown up in the Midwest where you just, you know, didn't tell anybody really what you thought because that wasn't nice. And so when I became a manager, I had a really hard time giving people feedback because it didn't feel nice. And Dr. Covey wrote in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, care enough to give feedback. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, in his words, paradigm shift, it shifted everything about how I viewed feedback. And I all of a sudden realized that that is the most caring thing that I could do because they wanted to further in their careers. They wanted to do a good job. And if I really did care about them, I needed to give them some feedback. And that made a significant shift in the way that I see it and seek it today.
1: Yeah. I think you have to earn that though. You have to earn the place the I call it earning the right to say something to you I have to I feel that way with clients with people in my tribe I have to yeah. earn the right to be able to talk to you the trust enough that you're gonna try to earn that trust that I can say this to you and that you know it's with love so I think there's this mm-hmm. component of not just it's always me giving something but it's me taking the time to sit back invest in somebody else and listen to them well enough that you know their story that you know their why right. like you've done with the people in your tribe and your tribe, right. Jason.
0: So it is because it needs to be a mutual benefit mm-hmm. relationship. We're both investing in this thing. You know, let's, let's talk about that as it relates to, you know, if I'm working in corporate America and I'm in the middle of the organization, a manager or, or in some department and I think about the annual performance reviews or the performance feedback. That this is really meant to be helpful. And it's, I'm questioning what, what makes that go wrong? How, how could you take these things that we're talking about today and in the middle of a huge organization, which we've all worked in huge organizations, yeah. we've all come from that. How could you take this idea of tribe and make that work in the middle of a 2000 person organization?
2: Well, I think one of the thing I, I think it has to be part of this feedback thing has to be some humility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to be humble enough to know that you don't have all the answers. And I think that also has to come from leadership. Like you're, if you have leaders that aren't humble or leaders who are constantly bad mouthing you, calling you on the car, you know, whatever that is. Um, that to me has always been a a sign that they're insecure about their own who they are. And so that feedback is going to come from a very, not a humble place. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not going to be, it's not going to be super helpful feedback because you're going to be seeing it. You're going to be seeing it through that lens. I think, I mean, it sounds almost cliche that you say it has to start at the top, but it has to, because Mm -hmm. if it's not bought into at every level of the organization, it's not going to work.
0: Which is why I think tribes are important. If you do have a leader that might not be stellar, that you look to others within the organization that can still be good tribe members in those different categories that you describe. It doesn't necessarily need to come from the org chart or the org structure. Mm. You can build tribe for yourself in the midst of a a big, big team or a big department.
2: Yeah, in fact, I would say, I don't know what your experience is with the stuff you've done, Alex, but in like my, the tribe that I I actually started a thing in the organization I used to be in called Tribe Vibe, it started with six people from across different divisions, it grew to 200 people in nine months, and none of us that I know of really reported to one another, there were none of those mm-hmm. reporting organi- uh, relationships there, and I think that's one of the things that made it so, there, that that element was was taken off the plate. But it it was this element of like, you leave your title at the door, you walk in, it's like, I can learn from you because maybe you're too, I don't even like saying this anymore, but like two levels below me or whatever, whatever that means. But you've, worked overseas or you've had experience in manufacturing or you've done these things. And it's that idea that it doesn't matter your title, your position, your whatever. Can I learn from those other people, which I also think goes back to humility. Sorry, I'm beating that same drum, Mm -hmm. but what were your experiences with that? So
1: my thought is, is I, what I have seen a lot of are are silos. So people who don't get outside of their silo, They talk only within their department, their division, within their rank. So you've got C-suite, you've got middle management, you've got everything below. And they don't break out. And for me, there's only one way to do that, and that's to go and have conversations. So when you talk about annual performance appraisals, which I have yet to meet people who say that's a really effective way. I mean, you want to give good feedback. Give it immediately, as fast as you possibly can, in a private setting, and caring about the other person. Mm -hmm. So to create a tribe, it it starts with being willing to sit down with someone and have a conversation. Yeah. Period.
0: And you didn't ask permission. It wasn't like you needed to go and get written permission to go meet with people and have conversations. Right. When you started this, you just said, I need this. And so I'm going to go start it. And I think that's a huge takeaway message for today is this is not, part of your organizational structure and process. This is you taking responsibility for your own development and saying, who do I want to surround myself with that I'm going to be able to build the kind of high trust relationship that will allow us to give each other and feedback and support each other practically in our day-to-day work. And and the second takeaway, and and I love what you said, Alex, about, you know, we do often see silos in, in organizations, especially large organizations. And as a consultant, I don't mind a silo of a department that is has built a high trust um, relationships with the people that work there. That's great. Where it goes wrong is when they, like you said, mm-hmm. they don't step outside mm-hmm. of what they see in their own department. And the business doesn't get accomplished in those small pods of work. It's it's a much bigger ecosystem. So you have to be willing to step outside of your department and go see, who do I interface with on a day-to-day basis in this large organization? And how can I go build relationships with those folks so that my departments now work better together?
1: I think it's interesting that you say that because I call it, I would say it more simply into reaching out. So you reached out to me, Jason, I reached out to you, Rebecca, when I went out on my own and it's just taking that initial step to reach out to someone. It's really, really simple. And yet we make it way more more complicated than we should.
2: And if I could, I would imagine there are people listening to this podcast who are like, yeah, I need to do that. But I, I think we talked about it in our conversation on a different podcast. Like, I don't want to bug anybody. Yeah. Listen, like, I know I'm I'm gonna assume here, but because I didn't ask Alex this question, you were probably like, "Cool." He asked me for feedback, right? Like, that's cool. He reached out to me.
1: Yes, yeah. I love it when people reach out.
2: Right. I mean, everybody I know, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody does. Yep. There isn't. I mean, it, there's nobody that I have met in in the time that I've been in business. I, I usually ask two questions with networking. Can you tell me your story so I get to know you better? I've never heard anybody go, "Mm, no, I don't really want to tell you about me.
1: Nope, nope, not Um, interested. I've also,
2: when I've asked for help, like genuinely asked for help with a specific thing, not like, can you help me launch my new business? Like that's way broad. But if you could just say, can you help me with this thing? I've never had somebody who has that expertise go, nah, not really, like people are like, oh yeah, I'd love to help you because they were in the same spot we were and they want to help. And and my belief is that they are waiting for people to ask. People are waiting to be asked, kind of like homecoming. You know, everybody's kind of standing <laughs> around on the side, waiting to be asked to get on the dance floor.
0: Uh, and and the, the second thing you brought up in there, not only <laughs> the image of that is oh, fantastic. Uh, with my red afro. <laughs> I'm now I'm gonna maybe I'm have to find pictures that they're talking about and put this on as part of the
1: the, the notes. Oh, yeah.
0: oh Lord have mercy. But you also brought up something that's <clears throat> specific there is know what you're asking for.
1: Yeah. Good point.
0: So you were asking Alex for feedback about a presentation that you gave because you're gonna continue to be right. a keynote speaker. That's right. what you do. And if you're inside an organization and you're struggling with a project, just ask somebody, but also say, here's what I want some help with. Right. Because people are much more apt to do that when they know why and, and what. It, mm-hmm.
2: And it also gives people like, if that's not their area of expertise, it gives people an out to go, that's not really me. But however, let me tell you about Sarah, who's amazing at that. And let me introduce you to her.
0: Exactly. I love that. I was doing some consulting work with a client a couple of weeks ago, and we outlined their entire process to achieve a a very important goal that they had. And in that, it was very clear that where it was breaking down was in between two departments, Mm -hmm. right? Because they had silos and trust that had been built up within each individual department. It was the handoff. And I said, okay, who has been on a track team before? And one of the gals raised their hand and I said, any chance it was a relay? And by the grace of God, it was. (laughs) And she said, yeah, actually it was. And I said, so when you were practicing, what skill did you spend most of your time practicing as a relay team member? And she was like, the handoff. And I was like, absolutely. And when the handoff doesn't go well, what happens to the overall goal? Well, we lose or we slow down. And how do you feel about running with those same people the next time? oh, you lose a little trust when you don't have a good handoff or you drop the baton. Work is the same way. Totally the same. It's the handoff between departments Mm -hmm. where you have the most opportunity for things to go wrong. And that's the place you need to reach out and say, I'd love to meet with you and get to know you because I want to have trust in this person and see how we can make the work better together. And it seems so simple, And when when I said this to this organization, they all just looked at me like, huh, I wonder why we don't do that. And I thought, you know why? Because there's no performance plan bullet item that says on July 14th, we're going to
1: (gasps) You didn't put it in your calendar. We
0: overcomplicate things. Like just reach out and get to know the people in the other department for crying out loud. (laughs) I'm gonna. I feel a rant coming. Did so, you? I'm, so I'm, I'm pulling simple, it in. So complicated. I'm pulling in the rant. I'm gonna try not to go there. Good job. <sighs> Thanks. I'm feeling
2: good about that. Well done. Feedback.
0: <laughs> Feedback. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Affirmation. Well done. Good job.
2: Well done.
0: This has been so good, and you know, I feel like we need to have a follow-up podcast where we can talk more openly about smoking in your cap and gown, in red afros, and driving. What kind of car was it you had in high school, was Jason? A
2: '78 bitchin' Camaro. Yeah, he's it's that very guy. Very fast. I work- had an afro and a rip and a black bitch in Camaro.
0: And he worked in the um, polo department at LS Air. Oh
2: yeah,
1: you were way cooler than me. Blue I- Chevette with I- an AM radio that someone stole the knobs off of. <laughs> oh wait, wait. <laughs> brown brown Impala yeah. oh. with the covered seats hey, over the. We all
2: drove Chevys.
1: Oh. Yeah, and I worked at Sears in the men's department. Okay, so. I mean that's almost like.
2: What did they sell in the men's department at Sears? Overalls,
1: flex pants. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't. You know, like the thing. elastic pants. Well, you Somebody's going to listen if they wear. I'm sorry, but they were right. a thing. They were
2: very oh, no, nothing against. They were overalls. basically
1: the same kind of pants you put on toddlers, but for grown right. yes, like milk. with the
2: extra. I'm so glad you threw the ass word in there, grown ass. One hundred
1: percent polyester in every color. Wow. Let's see. Yeah, flannel shirts, sweatshirts. You remember the embroidered. Oh, sweater things with like ducks. Lots of those. Very popular. I maybe have to
0: move this to a Facebook Live next time because they do a lot of visuals. We
1: are very visual speakers. speakers. Well,
0: I'm going to reel this in and let them take this whole um, thing offline. I think it's going to get super interesting. But I just want to say one more time, highlight who we have here today. So if you want help and support with your speaking, In any kind of presentations, both, uh, well, tell us, tell us more about your work really quickly, Alex, about the work that you do.
1: So I work with C-suite executives on their presence, on message delivery, delivering messages within their organization, how do you tell a great story. I use storytelling quite a bit for connection. And then I work with speakers. So everything from designing and crafting your pitch to how do you build the workshop, how do you tell the stories behind the workshop, your activities, so on and so forth. And then anything and everything to do with speaking from your voice to your gestures, your facial expressions, your visuals, PowerPoint. I do a whole series. On um how do you become better presenters in general? How do we avoid death by PowerPoint? How do you Ugh. get past the nerves? I deal a lot with the fear of public speaking. We didn't touch on that because we are all talkers and I no love I
2: love it. No but, fear. Yeah.
0: And, and there's a lot to it. I mean, there's so much there. And communication yes. is such a key part. So please reach out to Alex, Alex Perry on LinkedIn.
1: And um You won't also- find me under Alex, though. It'll be Alexandra Rafato Perry. Oh, that's right. Yes. R U F A
2: T T O.
1: Are you fat too? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just. You'll never a, forget it. There's I'll only just one have F. I'll a link in the speaker R notes. U. I will uh, never be able to look two two at you things. and not think about that. It again. It is. That's where my head is. Yeah, I know. was. Oh English teacher.
0: I'm losing control here. And Jason <laughs> <laughs> Barnaby, who has a speaking and coaching business, Firestarters. Quickly tell us where they can so find you in Firestarters hire you.
2: Inc. You can find me on the web at uh, firestarterstribe.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at firestarters tribe and on LinkedIn at Jason Marnaby and uh, really I am I really want to walk alongside people who are stuck and don't want to be anymore and it's a it's a brave journey but it's not one that you need to do alone
0: absolutely I'm grateful that you helped me with mine so thanks for listening today and all of this great information will be in the show notes
1: I'm not coming down.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will have all of the links to their great information in the show notes. I hope you'll reach out to both of them for assistance. So as we always do here at the Badass Women's Council podcast, we're about reflection and connection. And your two questions to reflect on today are, when's the last time you received really loving and helpful feedback. And who can you go to to get the kind of feedback that you need? Thanks so much. This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, and I'm always available for coaching, consulting, and keynote speaking. Give me a shout. Thanks so much. I'm not coming down. I
1: never left it on the ground. I'm not coming down.